With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey everybody, uh, sorry for showing up just a few minutes late. Um, I do not feel so well this evening, so it probably won't be a really long show. With that said, it's uh, July 17th of, of 2019, and this is the weekly Common Law Wise Words. I see Man of Civics is here, so I'm going to go ahead and, and unmute him. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Been pulling doubles at my job for work over in the UK, so I'm exhausted. I was tempted not to jump on, but I saw that you posted it was going to be a short show, so I was like, why not? <laughs> uh, are you over in the UK? No, I'm um, I'm over in Connecticut. I'm actually not far from Mr. 860. <laughs> uh, okay. Four in the morning, start doing work. You know, what do you normally do? IT. Networks, predominantly. Oh, tech guy, huh? <laughs> of sorts. Uh, well, you got anything you want to talk about this evening? I uh, not really much. I've been so busy, I haven't done anything. Since I've done anything, I've listened to uh, a few... Um, about as much as I got through, and I didn't even get a chance to fully encross myself in it. So, <laughs> listening to what? The Book of Enoch. No, oh, okay. Like just somebody reading it on YouTube. Reading it or giving their opinion. So, so well, I think uh, I'm gonna unmute the eight six. So I believe this is Patrick. Patrick, you there, man? I am, man. What's going on, dude? Oh, nothing much. How you doing? All right, thanks. Sorry to hear you're feeling under the weather. Um, I, I I just want to get. I'm not. I'm not gonna hang out long too. Yeah, I'll just let you go. But I I got a couple. I I'm really excited because I was out by my um my uh, used bookstore by the University of Rhode Island last week, and I I picked up uh, uh, the Chambers Dictionary of Etymology. So um, I've got that now in my my library. Uh, yeah, those uh, etymology uh, dictionaries are are pretty different, huh? They are, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I, I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, some of the stuff that you and Sean discussed, like, and Sean's very clear. He says you guys have a very different uh, um, idea about things, and he's right. Uh, but so I want to bring up a discussion on maybe next week's call. Some stuff that I'm confused on. Um, and also things that, uh, you know, would be good to uh, clarify. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we could kind of just touch on it. Uh, Shaman actually just hopped on the call. Let me, let me unmute him. What's up, all you peoples? Hey. Not much. Just chilling out. What's the word in the herd? Well, Patrick was just talking about he uh, went and got an etymology dictionary, and I was telling him that, you know, th those are, are a lot different from, like, your regular everyday dictionary because every law library will have a, a section on, like, that has etymology dictionaries. 
and he was he was bringing up something about maybe next week uh he was wanting to talk about um you know kind of the different approach that we have from from most other people who do stuff like this and he was he was kind of vague about that i i know well no i i'm just trying i just trying to say because you're not feeling well you know what i mean bring up for discussion on, on a day when you know everybody's you know on their a game <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, like I said, or, uh, you know, kind of in the text, it's like we probably won't be out too late. But, I mean, we got an hour. It's, it's the beginning of the show. I mean, unless Sean has has something else that he wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking fine. It's just my tummy is pretty tore up right now. Well, okay. I mean, uh, okay. Patrick, what are you basically – what are you basically wanting to do? Break down. Well, here, well, a lot of stuff. But I mean, here's the thing. one of the things in in some of the recent calls we discussed. Hello. Yeah. Hey, one Patrick. We kind of lost you there. All right. Hang on. All right. So yeah, I mean, one of the things. That, hello. Hello. Is that better? Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah. Well, one of the discussions we were talking, Jonathan talked about was how, uh, and, and one of the things that confuses me is where where Sean is is like, who cares about statues? Because once you start claiming their statues, you're into their jurisdiction. And uh, uh, Jonathan is more Well, that's actually, like, that's actually great you're bringing that up. Because that's kind of what I wanted to touch base with, and it, from a different perspective, anyway. So go ahead. Okay, cool. Well, and one of the things, one of the things that really kind of is making me think, because what you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna try and become a private person or not be associated with government, uh, um, but Jonathan was talking about this is two or three weeks ago now, where the Supreme Court he talked about the Suresh Juris Secundum, uh, where the Supreme Court has ruled that. You could and 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 um, who else is it? Uh, Bill Thorne talks about this too, where you can decide to be a U.S. citizen for one thing and decide not to be for another. And he discussed how the the way this became this came about, where you know travelers would or, or people that would you know be have not not necessarily dual citizenship, but would live in two different countries and would protest and and, and file lawsuits about having being forced to be a U.S. citizen. And he said the Supreme Court had ruled that you could be a U.S. citizen for some things and not for others. So I want to clarify that. Well, it's a very convoluted and extremely philosophical black, white, and gray. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting because that's why I want to clarify. No, I mean, it. well, it's not. It's not really confusing. It's, I mean, I guess it is. Okay, let me, let me restate that. It could be. Um, you know, JC and I talked about this last night, you know, where, you know, I, I approach things from a very black and white, simple level. I mean, him and I, we have some incredibly different, very, very strongly different viewpoints on this personhood thing. Um, like, you know, J.C. J.C. believes that you can hop in and out. I do not. 
Um, but let me restate that. I think you can. I mean, you're never a U.S. citizen unless you actually go into a court of record and swear an oath of allegiance to it and take on the mantle. And then you have to go through, I mean, it's just because you sign on a piece of paper that you're a U.S. citizen, you're not. You're actually committing perjury. Um, but uh, acting as a U.S. citizen, and I wish to clarify that, they will let you act like that because they don't care if you commit perjury as long as they can fleece you. Now, where it comes in, if you were to look at it from a worldly standpoint, okay, and that there was no um, consequence, possible consequence for right, wrong, or in the afterlife having to answer for something, you know, if you if you didn't believe in, in some kind of absolute accountability level, then you could, yeah, you could hop in and out. I mean, it'd be easy. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy to do it until you get to court, because what's going to happen is it, it, it muddies the water for them. It's like, you know, we've used the example before, you know, somebody uses your truck. They're like, yeah, you can use my truck, but you have to pay me a fee of X amount a day. You have to keep gas in it, and if anything happens to it, you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of it and fix it. And they go, okay, well, great, and you let them take your truck. And then they go down the road and they smash into a tree and bring it back on empty. And they pull in, and you go, man, what happened? Well, a deer jumped out in front of me, and I had to go off the road, and then I was really far from a gas station, so I just decided not to get gas. And you go, well. Yeah, you know, well, you're going to have to give me money because I'm going to have to go get gas and i got to get it fixed and all that. And they go, oh, well, yeah, I don't really want to be under that anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And then they come back the next day and they're like, yeah, I really got to go to Ingalls, man. Can I borrow your truck again? I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it sets up a lot of people getting, like, the, you know, we had a guy months ago say, hey, you know, I wanted to be a U.S. citizen. I used a passport. When I got off the plane, I didn't want to be a U.S. citizen anymore. And he, st- he still got in trouble. Well, of course he did. I mean, what do you, what right. you think right. was going to happen? They were just going to let him lay it down? They're not going to, especially now. We're moving into this period of time where they're being very, very harsh, and they're really, really pushing you. And they are going to make you stretch all the way to the very end to prove who you are and what you are. Um, they're not going to take this hypocritical double-mindedness very much anymore, I don't, I don't think. I mean, that's my opinion. Now, I'm not judging anyone. I don't want anybody to take that that way. Um, you know, there's people that I love very much in my life who don't necessarily agree with me. But when you really, really, really get deep in this thing, you start realizing what a legal person is. Everybody's persons. Um, Everybody has many persons. Your body is a person. But when it's what's happening, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I'm not speaking for John. What's happening is we're coming into the crunch time. We're we're coming in. It's like a garden hose. You put your finger over, and and I believe we're coming to a point in history where the lackadaisical kind of apathetic approach everybody on both sides has had. I think they're tightening the noose, and I believe a choice is going to be given where you're on one side of this thing or the other. And if you don't choose their side, you know, there's going to be consequences. And if you choose the other side, there's going to be consequences. So, you know, in my opinion, in my opinion, I, I am trying my best not to utilize their legal person and it is their legal person 
Um, and it brings you under a yoke of, of uh, or a burden. Like you have to suffer their statues and their codes and their rules and their authority. You know, it's like, I look at it from their perspective. And the reason that I'm glad you brought this up is because JC and I have been talking about the sovereign citizen issue because, you know, at the forefront of all of this, that that term is being thrown about by both sides on um, the counterculture and the legal society, and that includes police. The uh, the perceptions of that you know that title, you know, you have the counterculture saying, "Oh, I'm not a legal person." There's that's crazy, you know, and they try to overly simplify it. But okay, so when you act as a citizen, you're a subject, right? Within a society, correct? Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, well, well, in any society, whether it's a church or a cult or swimming club or whatever, like if you're a citizen of that society, then you have these privileges. Right, yeah, it's consensual. It's consensual, okay? Like being a NASCAR driver or a baseball player, exactly. Yeah, exactly. See, there's many persons. It's just like, you know, we talk about the gas tax. Okay, the gas tax, I can pull up to the pump. I can either pay the tax or not. If I pay the tax, it doesn't subjugate me to anything. Like, there's no joinder. There's nothing there that binds me to anything or anyone. It's just I do it. It's a, you know, boom, I'm on my way, and they get the roads fixed. You know, I get my gas. Now, when you use a legal person, i.e. the the, uh, U.S. person through the Social Security number, now you're bound. You're subjugated. That's why you're subject to the jurisdiction, and you're now you're being represented. And and so we'll touch base with the sovereign citizen thing real quick. So, you know, we talked about I believe it was the last show we did. John kind of, you know, we had a good conversation about it where you have these people right in society. They go, hey, they beg you, please, please, please vote for me. Put me in a position to represent you. Right. As your right, congressman, right, right. right? So they're begging you. Why are they begging you? Well, because you're in a position of authority, right? Now, watch the trick, though. See, this is how this is how schizophrenic and subtle it is. I mean, this is why. And again, I speak for myself. Satan is the slickest being in the universe for for doing the double take, double talk, double hand. Okay, so this man is literally asking for your permission to be in a position to serve you, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, that sounds pretty freaking cool because, you know, I just want to do my thing. I don't I don't really want to worry about governing anything. I just want to go to work, come home and hang out and chill with my family and, you know, whatever you do. Let somebody else worry about it. Okay, so you, you hop in your car, you drive down, and you vote for the representative. <clears throat> now you just acted as a citizen. And he's a citizen. But you just consensually put him in a position to represent you, just like you would an attorney, in a, in a sense. So you just lost your rights, and you just did it expressly. And the transference of power now goes to him, and now you're subjugated. Now the trick is, this is where the trick in lies. I mean, that's one trick. The other thing is, the problem is, 
you have these people that you, you help put in a position, you being ambiguous, everybody who votes. You put them in that position, and then they start bossing you around. Now, legally, they absolutely have a right to do so, because, or duty and obli- uh, privilege to do so, because you gave it to them, and you agreed to all that muck in the uh, National Defense Authorization Act and the debt. You pledged yourself right. to the allegiance there. Okay, so you get that, right? You, you agreed to all of that. But where in the hell in the universe did they get the idea they were a sovereign? Like, they're still a citizen. As a matter of fact, they actually are a citizen because they go to a court and they swear an oath of allegiance to the United States and forsake all other kingdoms, okay? So they've actually done it. So now they are a citizen, right? And this this is where it touches base with the can I hop in and out thing because technically you're not a citizen. There, I mean, you know what I'm saying. You're technically, there's only one way to become a citizen, and that's to go into a court and swear oath of allegiance to the United States and to the Constitution, and basically well, you unless, sign on and volunteer. Well, unless you were born in the United States, then you're automatically by you're automatically becoming. The, but that brings me to well, no, 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 no. You, unless you're born hey, in the United hey, States, where's that? Wait. Wait, so basically, like, if you're born in the United States, because a citizen, quite literally, is a person, so so you have a legal person that's created for you that's called a United States citizen when you're right. born within the um, boundaries, you know, within the, uh, you know, earthly District of Columbia. Of the United States. Uh, well, yeah, but if you're if you're anywhere in the territory that the District of Columbia owns, you know, they're going to offer you a citizen person, you know, but just of because course. they offer you a citizen person, this is what the case law is talking about, is that just because they offer you a citizen person, even if you accept it, you don't have to create joinder with it. Like when you're creating joinder because let's say you're filling out an IRS tax form and you're saying, yes, under the penalty of perjury, you know, I am a U.S. citizen. It's not that you're committing perjury. It's that you're you're making a joinder under that penalty of perjury. I, I'm not disputing that, but the, my point is that the average American, I mean, the everyday American doesn't know this, what you're talking about. Oh, right? no, not at all. Right? Okay, good. And so they're automatically thinking because they were born here, they're a citizen. And so does the government. Well, and that's what I was getting to. So what has to happen is there has to be an understanding of venue and jurisdiction. There has to be an understanding. I mean, people, if they don't even understand what the United States is, which is literally Congress assembled, um, then how, how can anyone argue anything? Or how can anybody – I mean, if you don't even understand what venue means, like, you know – Here's how you know. I mean, like, they, they don't hide it. It's not really so much them in a way. Not that they don't obscure things sometimes, but, okay, you want to join the military. Okay, you have to go to a military court and swear an oath to the Constitution. Um, and then when you leave the military, you're discharged. So if you were already a U.S. citizen bound by the Constitution, you wouldn't have to do that. So, I mean, that proves you're not a U.S. citizen, you see. You have to literally go in and create that joinder. You have to go in and become a volunteer, and that's what the that's what their constitution says. Judges, 
you know, I mean, it says it right on, you can go right on there. I mean, you can read it right on the Senate page. The organic laws of the United States, they're permanent, they're in effect. That means even the, even the uh, Confederate, the Confederacy is still in effect. The Declaration, they're like a coupling, you know, they all kind of, they're like a chain that goes together and one doesn't, you know, if you break that chain, there's no power. And that's why they're, and that's a deeper subject. We're not going to go into that, but the basic premise is, technically speaking, no one's sovereign. Only the creator is sovereign. Um, and the representatives literally are a citizen, so they can't be a sovereign. So they're acting as sovereign citizens more than the people they're accusing of it because they literally went in and took an oath. Um, the people that are acting like a U.S. citizen out of ignorance or whatever their purpose may be, you know, they're just trying to go, because I'm, I'm kind of looking at this from a point of view of the ignorant, the average everyday guy and woman who doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to kind of come at it from that angle. Like from their perspective, the Tea Party arose because they really think these people are their servants, but they're not. Right. They're only asking that, and the moment you give them the power to be a servant, they become your master. I mean, it's the most – it's insane. I mean, it really is, and it's slick. Like, you've got to give them credit, man. I mean, it's the slickest shit I've ever seen. Because um, you do right, it, right. and you don't even realize you're doing it. I mean, you know, and then here's, here lies the problem, right? You get, you get pulled over, and you start all this crazy shit like Rod Class and all these people. Do, oh, I, you know, I don't have to do that. Dude. Yeah, you do. You you said you would. Well, you know, it's just like John talked about in the past, the service of summons. You agree to that when you get the driver's license. Like, you have placed yourself under their authority. And, and yeah, I, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with that. But now, here's, here's, here's something I want to throw a wrench in the works here. Now, what about and this is more specific to our United States congressmen and representatives, where a lot of them have dual citizenship, most light and, and the most with Israel. All right. So now, now how does that work? Well, they can do anything they want. That. Well, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> I mean, and there, well, well, that goes, I mean, that, that kind of goes hand in hand. It's like we always try to tell people, you know, you we don't have a right to even question it. Like, you realize... Technically speaking, it's an act of sedition to even question the debt of the United States. When you read the Trading with the Enemy Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, so they can do whatever they want in their world. I mean, they created it. They are the grantor creator. Like, there was a group of people who sat down and came up with all that stuff. And, I, I mean, we all know that's the Vatican and the Crown. Um, they claimed it, and then they said, hey, you guys want to join up? We'll give you benefits. I'm not saying that, that every aspect of it is bad. I mean, there's some good points to it. I mean, if you're, if you're a con contractor and you know how to utilize the IRS, it can benefit you greatly if you're willing to go through all, all the hoops and... Right, right. All the stuff that goes with it. I mean, hell, there's guys that you. I mean, Don Donald Trump files bankruptcy every once in a while. I mean, he's using the system. Everybody thinks he's a you know an idiot, but he's not. 
That's why he's rich and the president. So no, and they know how to go with that system. Well, my deceased father, God rest his soul, did the same thing. I remember him. I remember he every seven years he you know he you know, he had jaguars and big Cadillacs and and then you know he filed for bankruptcy and start all over again. Yeah. So, in my opinion, okay, what I see happening, and and keep in mind, I worked on that side for quite a while, and I, you know, I have a really good idea just how they act and the way they think a lot of the time. Um, They, uh, the noose is tightening, you know, and and JC and I have been debating how long we think it's going to be based on what we're seeing the courts do and stuff like that. And I just think that 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 time of being able to be duplicitous is coming to an end. It's like I saw an article today, and I know they've been around for quite some time since the 90s. But at this point, I thought it was kind of ironic how a lot of things are culminating together, like uh, the 5G thing, this... In Sweden, they had 4,000 people put RFID chips in their the right chips, hand. Yeah. Um, John just sent Jeez. me a John just sent me an article a couple days ago about in in certain states they're starting to test the digital on your phone driver's license. You know, it's like everybody always said, "Oh, I'll never take the mark. I'll never take do. I'll never get a national ID." Look, the driver's license is a federal ID. It absolutely is a federal ID, and it's and it's universal. <clears throat> now they're doing it digitally, where cops don't even have to run your. You know, they don't have to pull you over. They just come up behind you and run your driver's license from the car. Not only that, but they can run it from anywhere in the world. So the idea. Like, you know, and, you know, again, speaking for myself, that whole who can make war on the beast, uh, and if you don't have the mark, you can neither buy nor sell, and he he causeth all great, rich, poor, bond, and slave, free and bond, I mean, to take the mark, and if they don't, he cuts their head off. It's not that he makes you do it, but he creates a situation, or a situation is created by many that channels you. So like even if you didn't believe in a biblical perspective on that, you could just look at technological oppression by people who are greedy jerks who want more power, more control, more money. I mean, it's a natural evolution of oppression and degradation. I mean, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse unless, you know, you always have people like the people on this call and other people who want to make the world a better place pushing back. And, you know, the other side kind of tends to make it look like there's not that many of us. But in reality, there's millions and millions and hundreds of millions of people who don't want that system. And therein lies the problem, though. The problem is is it's splintered beyond imagination. Now, last week we put out some documents that were given from a court in Canada that itemized every single solitary variation on a spelling and name, writing a name, using a colon, parentheses, brackets, semicolon. I mean, dude, they sat down and came up with everything, and then they sent it out to the courts, and then they told everybody, this is how you act in formation. This is your information that we're giving you so that you can be uniform, okay? 
Our side has 837 trillion different kinds of shit flying around, and nobody, like we were talking about this last night, you know, JC and I directly have had success, directly, in many different layers, okay? Put our asses on the line. John's gone to jail. I was standing right there when he happened. Other, I mean, and you would think people would go, wow, not only did these guys have success, but they actually went and followed through with the people they were helping. And you would think that there would just be a fleet of people, like, flocking to us, like people who even know us firsthand. It actually surprised me. It's been kind of the opposite. It's like you have all these people looking for a way to do something, right? And then somebody comes along and says, hey, hey, I got it. And they go, ah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, where are you going? I got it over here. We just did it. Like, we don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to do the science experiment, damn it. We just did it. Here's, our, here's the results of the experiment. It, it's frustrating. Um, knowledge, and even the philosophical, I mean, there's a lot of philosophy in this. There's a lot of religious and philosophical information. And one of the things that, you know, I wanted to say tonight is like, look, one plus one is two. Now, you can do variations on that, point five, point five, point. you know, we can go through point... Zero, 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 five, I mean, we could do 30,000 different ways of coming to that equation. However, one plus one is two. Somebody's either correct or incorrect. And it's not that you can't use different words. Um, as a matter of fact, you should. You should have your own approach. But at the end result, there's not many. And, and understand, there's only one right answer. Like, you're either right on the math test or you're not. Now, how you come to that in your mind may be different, you know, just like there's different ways to approach math, but there's still one answer. You see what I'm saying? And the problem that we see a lot is, you know, you have a bunch of people trying to say one plus one is three, five, point five. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. It's it's all over the map, and then when you try to sit them down and show them, like, literally, look, man. I mean, JC took all his time to make videos and got testimonies of people that we've helped on there. Um, as of this moment, nobody's landing helicopters on our head because we're not at war with anybody in that respect. So it's like, I mean, there's, you know, they, they leave you alone, man. You kind of, that's kind of another example, you know, it's like, why isn't our side tightening our walk? Like, why aren't we more together? Well, you know, and, and I suspect a large part of that is vanity. You know, nobody, you know, if you've invested in some kind of philosophy for five years or ten years or thirty years, it's hard to let go of that. Um, but it's necessary. I had to let yes, go of things I believe for thirty years. The indoctrination runs deep. You're right, and that's it. And then a lot of it's uncertainty and fear. You know, so, they're, 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 hey, I went through my phases. Yeah, right, right. Mr. Constitution, Ron Paul guy. You know, I told my <laughs> wife the other day. I'm like, Ron Paul was a plant. What? Yeah, he was a plant. Like I see that now. I didn't see it then. But you I know what? I, I saw a comment on, on yeah. You know, I saw a comment on a video I watched uh, 
uh, Chris Dwayne uh, a couple of days ago did a video. A guy commented like that. But in his defense, the RTC, because I watched it, they changed the rules at the last minute, at, at which and it, it ended up, you know, blowing them out of the water. And it was even it was a voice vote. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a real vote. It was it was a, it was like a it, it was all faked. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the, you know, the point. Go ahead. No, um, the guy that ran his campaign, um, I, I forget his name off the top of my head. I'll think of it. But he said when when interviewed, he said we left the back door open, and that was you know that one one thing they didn't cover, one aspect they didn't cover, uh, was where they ended up getting shafted. Yeah, and but see, it was all it was all smokescreen. It was all. I mean, it's all, I mean, those guys, just like McCain, when he ran, he knew he wasn't going to get it. They already knew what they were putting in there. They paid him Doug, to lose. You could tell. You know, it Doug Weed was the yeah, guy. Yeah, it was, doesn't mean anything. Doug Weed was the name I was thinking of. Doug Weed. Well, it was like, and that was like Romney, too, when Romney was, you know, against Obama. The same thing. Yeah, I mean, he was in bed with George Bush and then running uh, drugs and sex trafficking organizations down through you know, Panama and all down in South America. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> look, like, I guess what I'm ultimately, the, the simplest way I can say it is pick a side and stay there. Like, quit trying to play both sides of the fence. Because it, 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 imagine trying to play tennis with yourself. Sooner or later, your ass is going to get tired, and you're not going to be able to hit the ball anymore. And God help you if the ball lands on the wrong side of the fence. Um, you know, it's just, I, you know, my belief, I just, think that, I just think that the test is getting ready to get harder. I, I really do. I think it's, you're going to have to really know what you believe and why, and you're going to have to stand for it, and you're not going to be able to move. And you think about this, like, you know, we're talking about the duplicity. For me, it's no different than doing paperwork. It's like going in there and trying to act like man and then putting down statues and, and codes and legislative acts and notes of decisions from Supreme Court rulings and all that jive. It's like an UCC code and all rights reserved and all the silly shit you see on that paperwork that we put out last week. It's, there, there's your duplicity. And what does it get you? Well, it, you know? it, to me, it's, it seems that you're, you're using their stuff against them you you support you using their stuff to support your argument against them yeah you can't do that. it's like you can't do it now i mean first why would you use their belief to validate your belief that their belief is wrong i mean you, do you hear how silly that sounds like i think they're you know i had a guy <clears throat> who who almost went to prison, everybody else he was involved with went for like 50 years, I'm not going to say his name, hung up on me right before he got arrested because I was begging him not to do what he was doing. And I'm like, man, listen to this. I said, every time I talk to you, you're telling me how horrible these people are and how they can't be trusted and that their system is oppressive and it's all designed to enslave you and all of this and you're doing this and you're doing that and then you turn right around and utilize, and the only income, now this is not a judgment, just listen to the context, okay? I'm not, I'm just telling you the facts. 
His only source of income is a Social Security check. So these very people that he spent years fighting, cussing, calling names, cursing them, saying how unhonorable and untru- dishonorable and untrustworthy they were, his very life depends on them. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is crazy. That is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and I have absolutely it, uh, no concept. But it, wasn't that Visigoth, the, uh, that guy, the informer, wasn't he on Social Security and he did a bunch of stuff and they still didn't take his Social Security because it's supposedly a gift back? Well, yeah, it's a gift. That's true. Yeah. But, but they, they didn't take Benefit. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I agree with what the informer did either. Now, I love the informer. I think he's probably one of the best researchers of this century. That guy is brilliant and he's honest. Um, and he did the administrative process because, you know, quite frankly, most people didn't understand the man thing all the way. He understood it better than most back then. Um, somehow he got out of the joinder. Now, that, that comes down to a religious and philosophical question because he was no longer bound, but he was receiving a benefit. That comes down to a soul-searching issue. And that's not mine to judge. I could offer my opinion, but that's between him and whatever he believes. Just like, you know, everybody has their own belief. Um, That's just not my, I'm not a judge, man. All I can tell you is what I believe. So I thought he was a wonderful guy, uh, slick, smart. His his research is free. He's a great guy. He's dead now. He died about three years ago, three or four years ago. But I wouldn't, Would I mean, put it this way. Would you want to be dependent on those type of people for your very existence? What if they turn the tap well, off? I wouldn't like to be dependent, but if you're going to give me, you know, 1200 bucks a month and I don't have any joinder between you, I don't see the mistake in it. Well, that, that, again, that comes down to a religious and philosophical thing. Like, it, it depends on how you look at that. And besides, if anybody's going to give you $1,200, there's probably some strings attached. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I've never known anybody right. unless you get like, right. a lottery ticket, you know? Well, well, here's one thing you know for sure. If you, anytime they wanted to, they could have swept in and held him ransom. If you don't do this, we're not going to give you that. Well, and then of course you look at the 501c3s. They they the government controls them. No, exactly. I mean, it's we'll give you this benefit. You know, like from my perspective, in Luke chapter 22, it says, you know, not the you know, it says the Gentiles exercise lordship over them that would call themselves benefactors, but be ye not so. Like you're not supposed to do that because what you believe was a benefit has become a snare unto you. So you think you got? Oh yeah, it's just like Godfather. I'm gonna make him enough he can't refuse. I'm gonna do <laughs> you a favor, but I may call on you one day, maybe a year, maybe ten years from now, huh? And you better pay up. And you don't There's nothing free in this world, bro. It costs right. somebody something. You know what I'm saying? 
That's so anybody true. on this call heard anybody? of John Quaid? Do what? John Quaid. John Quaid. Anybody heard of John Quaid? Uh, not offhand. No, he was an actor, and he did, he's, did, he's done a couple of lectures on, you know, private citizens. Oh, Dennis um, Quaid's brother. Right, right, right. You know about Dennis Quaid's brother, the one they ran out of Hollywood? He, he right, like he exactly was, right. Yeah, okay. He, well, he, he recently died. He recently died. But, oh, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and uh, they they but he does he does he does a number of lectures on being a private citizen and not you know he doesn't he doesn't have a license doesn't have registration, you know no social security all that stuff. Um, which brings me to another point. I'm gonna post a I'm gonna post a, a video on on our Facebook page for discussion next next session next Wednesday, uh, so we can talk about it. Not it's not regarding him, but something really different. Yeah, I mean, like this stuff is hard. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to oversimplify. <laughs> right. It's some hard. It's freaking hard, man. Yeah, it is not easy, um, and it's dangerous to a degree. You know, there's, there's, it's, it's not maybe as dangerous as people think, but it's, it's dangerous if you aren't sincere. I can tell you that. I think John will agree with me on that. Whatever you believe, if you're not sincere and you're just trying to pull a fast one, eventually. They're gonna figure it out and hammer you. Right. Yeah. You got to have your convictions in the right place. That's exactly right. That's, whatever those are, you better you better stick to them. Now, I think everybody on this call can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's got their own belief, man. Again, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying I wouldn't accept a social security check. I wrote off everything I ever paid into that a long time ago. That was one of the things I want to bring up for discussion is about, again, you know, because one of the ways to be in a private citizen is revoking, and specifically revoking your rights to vote, okay? And, and you're clearly, Sean, you, you talk, well, you don't want to vote for these guys because then you're making them the, your your ruler. But the thing is, there are there are reasons why we want to be able to vote for a specific, more specifically, like your, your, um, your local taxes. You want to be able to vote whether you can vote, you know, you can vote. You're breaking up, Bubba. Sorry about that. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. It's Hello. Much better. Okay. All right. So, yep. so local taxes, for example, if you want, like for your your voting for your local budget, you have to be a registered voter to do that. But if you're a registered voter for that, then you got to be a registered voter for the elections. So that makes you kind of like part of the, you know, the system, and, and, you know, and to revoke your voting rights then you can't vote for, you know, whether you vote for your local budget or not. So it's kind of like, you know, catch-22. Well, unless you just don't pay them. <laughs> well, you, you got to pay property taxes, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, unless, you, unless you, well, you can, you can, you can, and that's another type of debate because it is a little bit different philosophically, but... Um, My goal is to be free of any bondage whatsoever, and I've already eliminated a huge majority of it. And I've got just a little bit more to go. But see, you know, if people who are married, there's you know issues you have to address right. very carefully and very lovingly, and you have to be respectful. Like you have to mm -hmm. give people time to to pick a side, to learn, and 
search, and you that's hope right. they come down on your side because that's going to cause right. major problems if they don't. But, I mean, you know, my wife and I don't agree on everything. Um, and, you know, this is – she's my equal. You know, she's my wife. I love her. So it's 50-50, man. So it's not just my decision. You know, it's it's our decision. You know, it's things that we have to – and, you know, hopefully it stays our decision, you know. Because it gets pretty hard. I mean, like John, you'll hear him say often, and we always do this when we help people. We, for one of the first things we say, are you married? Well, yeah. Well, what do they think about it? <laughs> like, where are they at? Because, And are you willing to lose them for this? It may cost you everything. You may lose your family. Right, right, right. right. Which brings to, uh, another point is that, like, for example, licenses, marriage license. One of the things in, in, in state codes and statutes is that, is that you know, once you, you sign a marriage license, the, the state owns everything within the relationship. Is subject to party to that? And that means yeah, let them show up and let them show up and testify. Well, some they do, but that's how they take your kids away. You see this in DCF all the time. Yeah, the people that give their kids away. Uh, yeah, no, no, they say, they come and take them. Uh, yeah, with with people who who don't say, hey, you got to have a warrant before I open the door. You know, like what? all the court does is, you know, kind of like Shaman was just saying, you know, people who allow them to come take them away. It's not that they actually say, hey, you can come and have my kids, but the court system works off of consent. And it's always overt tactic and or implied, which is basically another way of saying that you're giving consent without you actually even know, knowing that you're giving consent. Like, you know, when they come by with, a court order to take your kids and and you open the door and, and they didn't have a warrant like you absolutely have the right to say uh-uh-uh go get a warrant uh, that's a pretty piece but, of paper you got there exactly but the thing the fact of the matter is and, and the, the, the average american like we talked about before is indoctrinated to the fact that these are authoritative figures and they run the ship yeah, I know, but that's that's one of the things, and forgive my use of language, but people better grow some balls because the reality is you go back 100, 150 years ago and they tried this stuff, it would not have went well. You know, people are just getting run over. It's far worse than it ever was under the King, King George, any of those guys. I mean, it's, you know, you've got to stand for what's yours. And you can do it peacefully and courteously. You don't have to be combative. And that's one of the other facets. Like, J.C. was telling a story, and maybe he wants to say it again. He was telling me a story yesterday afternoon um, about a shooting. You know, it's... What's got to happen is information kind of gives you strength. And people have to have a strong, firm constitution about themselves and the fortitude to act on that. Like, you know, there comes a time sometimes just to stand. Somebody comes to try to rip your family apart and you've done nobody wrong. Dude, that's the time to stand. You don't, you, you don't let somebody take your damn child. That's, in, that's insane. Now, you show me how I did somebody wrong, that's a different conversation because if I did somebody wrong, I gave them consent, correct? 
And people have to remove their consent. Like, you don't have to fight them. Just starve it to death. That's what we talked about last week. If, you know, if you don't participate, you're not fighting anybody. You do not participate. I have to work at Lowe's. I can work at Home Depot, and I'm not going to go to Lowe's and say, look, you have to do like Home Depot does it. That's the other problem with the counterculture, man. They're like, you can't tell me what to do because I'm going to tell you what to do. (laughs) The other side's like, no, you're not going to tell us what to do, especially using our stuff. Okay, but here, here's here's one thing. Have you ever heard of the the, the um, behavior experiment Stanley Milgram did? He was a, a yes. professor at Yale University, right? Yes. The jail experiment. No, no, that was that was uh, I think that was um, uh, the Stockholm syndrome. But the 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 Milgram experiment was where he and, and Google this was where he he had. Um, uh, um, a doctor. He had a guy dressed up as a doctor, and, and he had uh, he was talking to a, one of the people that were part of the experiment that were that had a guy in one room that was getting electrical shock if he didn't oh, yeah. get the right answer. And the guy right, and the guy in the other room was given the electroshock, and it was it was a it was a in fact it, it got it got it was very it was very controversial in the, in the time that it happened. But just yeah, they remember they were giving them like. Heavy doses, yeah. even though yeah, big it, shocks, it, it heavy shocks, cool, right? Right, yeah, and, and it was like and and did what he they complied that what was and it's just like um what was it uh, in Germany when they when they went through the you know the uh, uh, the trial the Nuremberg trials and they finally they finally prosecuted all these guys that were they we just fall on earth too bad. This is this wasn't right. So it's just it's just a, just a matter of you know following and and we we've been trained to do that. Well, many of us. Well, it's time to train yourself a different way. Exactly, I agree. I mean that's that's the thing about yourself. it, man. I mean, yeah, I mean you gotta you just gotta. I mean, I, in my opinion, this goes back to the doers and hearers only. It's like JC and I were talking about it right before the call. I mean, it's like, you know, how do you know who knows what, who's doing what, and how it's going for them? Because until people go to court or start implementing it, you don't know what they know. Because right. people talk all kinds of trash. You know what I'm saying? Hell, everybody's a guru until the door knock happens. Then the oh shit moment hits. You find out they're real or not. Well, really, I mean, and even if you do know what you're doing, it's still not fun. Right? No, it's it's just it ain't, no, ain't no messing around. You're right, absolutely. But <clears throat> to get back way back, you know, the etymology of word, like the English language, and I still have a lot to learn. And uh, I'm actually glad I did not pay attention in school very much and was bored because it would have helped brainwash me more, you know? Right, right, right. I mean, I never passed. I didn't pass from the fourth grade on. Just my aptitude tests were high, so they placed me every year because of my IQ level, but I never passed. Um, But the understanding of how language is formed and uh, 
why words are they are, like partnership, citizenship, business ship. I mean, you, you go through the bank, the current, or the sea, I mean, all those silly things, but they mean something. People are like, oh, it's just silliness, you know. It's like, well, if it's an accident, then why are all of these things in this world all capital words? And then if you just study the basic rules of English, like I've got a buddy who used to believe the way we did and got nervous and retreated and then tried to say he was doing it in the name of God. And I'm like, okay, so he's giving me all this and that about this festival and this rule and that rule and this rule. And I said, let me ask you a question. Are you allowed to lie? Well, no. And I'm like, well, are you a U.S. citizen? Well, I'm acting as one. I said, I didn't ask you if you were acting like the Easter Bunny. doesn't make you the Easter Bunny. I said, are you a U.S. citizen? He said, well, no. And I said, well, if you can't get past a simple lie, brother, all those festivals don't mean a damn thing. If you can't <laughs> well, understand the simple thing. Go ahead. Lying is not illegal. I mean, it's like, you know, if you can't get past... These basic understandings of these very, very simple words and principles. All the other dancing you do is basically in vain. You might get lucky here and there, but so you're you're absolutely right about bringing words in, and I think everybody should have a Webster's. Uh, 1828 on a bridge. We've talked about that. Lessons in English by Sarah Lockwood. I think it was 1858. You can get it on Amazon. It's not very much. Etymology, etymology of words. Style manuals, maybe. Chicago style manual. You could get that. That'll, that'll show you dog Latin a lot. <laughs> That's what the court writes in is dog Latin. So all these things mean things. So yeah, I mean that's great. But you know, that sovereign citizen thing's pretty important. Because uh the other side is acting like it too and it shows there's a thin line between both sides, you know, like the people in Canada that went to court, it wasn't so much that the lady was trying to be mean to them, it's that she's ignorant. I mean this is what they've told her to do. Right. And that's what she's going to do. It's, you know, she's probably not sitting there maliciously thinking, ha, 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 you know, I'm getting them. But that's how most of the counterculture thinks it's going on. Man, they don't know. They're just as ignorant as our side. And I'm sure if they could see what we see, they'd be pretty pissed too. I know I was. When I right. found it, when I figured this out, coming out of being a cop, I was pissed at myself. Like, I could not believe that I ever thought like a Republican or classified myself as a conservative. Right, 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 right. And all those things and isms that come in boated and all that. I used to believe all that silly. Oh, I'm a Ron Paul guy. Man, I had a magnet put on my truck, dude. What how silly is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silly. Ron Paul's yeah. our last hope. He's going to fix it. Silly. Silly yep. silliness. I was... Yep. Thank God I don't think that way anymore. Does uh, 
I know I've kind of rambled a little bit tonight. Does anybody have any questions or anything? I can't see the board, so if anybody's got something to say, just say it. Or if anybody wants to talk about something. Actually, I'm getting ready to go. I got a, a early a early appointment in the morning, so uh, you guys have a great evening. I was appreciate talking to you fellas. You have always always some great stuff to talk about. Oh, I'm glad you were on, man. Yeah. Great I'll subject matter time. to bring up. Right, right. I, I, like I said, I'll post something up next week for for next week discussion. Um, awesome. Right, yeah, thanks for coming out, Patrick. So, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not feeling so well this evening. So if uh, if nobody has anything that they really want to talk about, we could probably just go ahead and call it a night, and then we will be back on next week. Um, was that the 24th? So we will be sure. back on next week, July 24th. So. If anybody wants to come out and hang out, we appreciate it. We appreciate all you people. I guess Pull the Pen wants to say something. Hey, man. Yeah, sorry to hear you're not feeling too well. Get well, man. God bless. No, that's all good. Thank you. You're welcome. So, well, I guess uh, if that's it, then everybody have a good Jesus. night. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Jesse. Hey, Shaman. Um, Man of Civics, just really quick before we all cut off. Um, one thing that uh, you guys have brought up before on multiple on multiple occasions is obviously uh, the Social Security number and the driver's license, stuff like that. And one thing that was never touched upon was um, sorry, um, how to gain employment without using your social. Um, I found actually the old case in Ohio where a gentleman used his for relig for religious reasons he didn't want to give it up and he ended up suing Taco Bell and winning. Um, so I found that case about like two and a half weeks ago, uh, but it was never thoroughly discussed. So I wanted to throw our topic maybe in a month or something, so research can be done. But I figured it'd be nice to bring. Well, it I mean, it's actually pretty easy. Even if you go and look like on a social security card. It says right there on the card that it's not to be not used for identification purposes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you don't actually have to use your social security number when you're going and applying for a job or getting a job. Um, and and if that, the employer is smart, they're not gonna say this is why we're not hiring you. Of course. <laughs> but I'm referring to obviously if they if it if it is done, you know where it'd be possibly someplace you could move forward on. So, because obviously it's still trying to figure out on the, on the common law side, on the court of law side, but obviously the fourth, fourth amendment you can go under as well. It's just something for a conversation for a later date. I don't want to keep you up because obviously you're not feeling well and obviously exhausted as well. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, but I mean, basically it's like uh, if an employer doesn't tell you that that's why they didn't hire you, you're not going to win a lawsuit from them. And I can almost guarantee you that after Taco Bell got sued for it, every single fast food restaurant knows now, <laughs> you know, not, not to tell them. <laughs> or, or just anything corporate. And this is one of the things. For In-N-Out Burger. Maybe they don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And this is one of the things that Sean and I talk about a lot. It's kind of a common theme. But, you know, the entire other side 
um, is moving fluidly, you know, and, and they're working towards something. It's just like, you know, a lot of places, for instance, to manage a fast food restaurant these days, I, I bet the individual managing one of those places today probably has some type of college education, whereas 10 years ago, they wouldn't have. But it's just, you know, the corporate world is going to hire somebody with the college education before they don't hire somebody with the college education. Because in the corporate world, somebody who has a college education is probably trying to pay off student loan debt, and they can't do that if they don't have a job. And when you get yeah, to the top of the structure, of everybody owns everything, or or you know, yeah. few people own everything. Gotta have a college degree, but five years uh, in uh, in uh, five years experience, and for an entry level position, which makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what they're doing is they're saying, you know, you should have an internship when you're in college. Yeah, and they they want you to go to college longer so you can rack up more student loan debt. Oh yeah. Yep. So, control. Yeah, we'll control. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll pick this up again next week, and I'm sure Patrick will post will actually, up on the... I will actually be gone for the next two weeks. I'm taking my wife, my wife, and my family on vacation. It's been almost a year. We gotta get away. So. Um, if I don't, if I miss it, that's fine. I'll definitely listen to the recordings, but I'll be back in about two weeks. Yeah, well, if, if we don't see you next week, I guess uh, y'all have fun on vacation. And Sean, I sent you a private we'll message on. After that. Huh? Yep, definitely. And Sean, I sent you a private message on Facebook. I know you. We talked about it um, last week about con uh, having a conversation with. I believe it was Brian. So. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, whenever okay, cool, you want to reply to that when you have time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And and I really appreciate you guys coming out tonight. That's It's always great to have people on here. Good, everyone. good night. God bless. All right, man. Night, everybody. everybody have a good night. All right, man. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.